welcome to A Teaspoon of Healing, where we explore the pathways to wellness and vibrant living. Listen to personal stories of healing and interviews with experts. Open a doorway to healing in your life. I'm your host, Dawn Damari. Hi, I'm Dawn Damari, and you're listening to another episode of A Teaspoon of Healing. On this week's episode, my guest is Tiffany Nguyen, and she is a spiritual life coach, and she has advice on how to achieve inner peace, even right now in these uncertain times we live in, and how to change your thought patterns and how that changes your life, and a lot more. Hi, I'm Don Damari, and you're listening to A Teaspoon of Healing. Today, my guest is Tiffany Nguyen. She is a spiritual life coach and also a doctor of pharmacy. Hi, Tiffany. Hi, Dawn. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And thank you so much for joining me. So a spiritual life coach and a doctor of pharmacy. So how did you get into spiritual life coaching from working as a pharmacist or being a doctor of pharmacy? Well, I have always loved science and math and medicine. So um, in, when I was young, I always wanted to pursue medicine and healing. And that the spiritual life coach is actually after my inner journey, my own journey of um, almost like awakening and discovering myself. Um, mm-hmm. It came after, it started before my breakup. A um, few years ago, when I was pursuing my degree, when I was in school, I was engaged, and mm-hmm. it was good, but I was just not happy. It seems like my life was pretty perfect on the outside. I checked every single right. box, but right. I wasn't feeling like it. It just not, and I, um, during a, like one casual conversation with one of my best friends, and she was um having a simple wish like hey I wish I have a relationship like yours and I just make a comment like it wasn't that great (laughs) and I wasn't sure I want to do this for the rest of my life because Mm -hmm. I wasn't feeling like the happiness or it feel like there should be something more but I didn't know what I was missing and Mm -hmm. so that opened up like a vulnerable moments where we both confess why we feel this way and uh, how I feel like unworthy of happiness, feeling like I have to earn it just because when I moved first moved to the U.S. and I didn't know the language and I was pretty isolated. And during that time, I got into a relationship with people I shouldn't be. And right. then I hated myself afterward. And I just basically just waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know, waiting for karma to find me back in the ass. Um, so my friend was sharing the same thing. And it it took me a few months later, like keep thinking about it. And then one day, I guess like a moment of inside strike. So like if our places are switch and if my best friend did the exact same thing I did, I would not hesitate to even think of her of anything less. I would think she still deserved the best happiness, like the best everything in life. So I realized I was too harsh on myself. And that's when I started to forgive myself and take a really good look about my life. And I figured I was going around with like 
categorize my life and not really I forgot who I was. I didn't know what I wanted anymore. And so I broke up with the engagement and then started the whole journey of rediscovering uh, who I was and re, uh, reconnect with my truth. And it's been pretty transformative. Uh, not only I feel like a huge relief after my self-forgiveness, but later on when the like, stresses come up and life get chaotic again, there was always this calm balance underneath underneath the chaotic le- level it, it was like no matter what happened there is this like resilient and this clarity that I'm not lost you know and I know who I was and that was a very good feeling it's very peaceful and that's why I hope that everyone will find their own inner peace and that was because of that wish I started the business to help people out to reconnect with who they are well, that's, that's quite a story. And so sometimes loss and painful things, like you said, a breakup, it can transform your lives. It can be a gift in a way. And it doesn't look like that. It doesn't look like that on the surface or when you're first encountering it. But it sounds like that was the catalyst for you to discover your true self. Yes. I would say the other side of a lot of the painful thing is pain makes us open and honest and pretty raw um for for a long time for the if let's say like a very painful thing happened if something didn't work out and we couldn't really like just bury the feeling because it was we are still emotional beings and we feel deeply and we feel what we feel. And the pain makes us pretty honest. We can't run away from it and we cannot just suppress it all the time. There's going to be a moment that we feel so painful and we cannot avoid it or lie about it. You know, there's no way we can lie to ourselves about that kind of pain. And that makes us very honest. And that's opened up a window to actually face it, like face who we are and how we feel and what actually happened. Absolutely. And you had mentioned before that on the on the surface, on the outside, it looked like everything was perfect and it checked all the boxes. But inside you were not feeling happy. And then you had found that you're ex-fiance was also not happy. So we often do things that look good on the outside that check all the boxes we had for ourselves, but often it's not, it's not really what's going to fulfill us. I was, I was so lost in my misery. I can't even be there for my ex-fiance to check if he was truly happy or Mm -hmm. content or whatever. I, I wasn't just didn't have the capacity to fully be there for another person when I I was swallowed in my own misery anyway. Mm-hmm. But I think for us, it's pretty uh, popular or common. When we grew up, we just so um, got built up with all of these expectations and we looked around and how people go about their life and we just assumed that if we do all of this, check all the boxes, then it's almost like, a level that we should get that there's going to be this perfect happily ever after um that's we all strive to get into you know good job good house good family all the boxes all the mm-hmm. thing to do um but we also forgot to like 
we are, I think, on our journey to pursue all of that. A lot of things gonna happen and gonna shape us and kind of mature us. And if we never like so let slow down or sit in stillness and actually reflect back on us and our psyche to see like why we do the way we do or why we did what we did or is it still aligned with us anymore? If we never checked in for our alignment, it's easy to become lost in our pursuit of, you know, whatever that we think that will bring us the best happiness. And over time, when we're so used to doing something, is almost scary to actually face ourselves. Because what if we didn't like ourselves? What if we just simply um, don't want to know who we are? And eventually we become lost. And things will never feel happy. We just feel miserable all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. And now you said you had found inner peace. And for you, what do you think inner peace? What is inner peace to you? And how can people find inner peace for themselves? Mm, inner peace for me, first and foremost, came from clarity. Uh, I cannot feel like peace of mind or peaceful all the time when I was so lost when I didn't know why I did it or where I'm going or why I want to get something in the future. Um, so the confusions, like the being lost of who I was or what I actually want or what actually would mean something to me, that is created more this unrest and unsatisfaction in anything in life. And so that did not bring any, any inner peace. But once the clarity happened, uh, once I got that clarity, um, then the motivation came and the, um, uh, I guess, we have a purpose or like a direction in life. So even if it was a hard choice, I knew it was the right choice. And that clarity bring inner peace. And so I think not being lost, have the clarity of who we are and what we want in life and how to build a life that aligns with us, even if it's like a hard decision or even we know that's like a rocky road, a lot of challenges. But if we know that this is right for us and this feels so good for us, then we have inner peace from that kind of clarity. It's not... Is inner peace for me is not like feeling excited or on cloud nine all the time. It's about that feeling not of not being lost. And I hope everyone have that. So we're not going around and doing the thing that we're not meant to be or not feeling like it. Or sometimes we do a lot of things just to look good or to belong in mm-hmm. a group of people or to please other but not really what we wanted to do. And sometimes that can be um, unkind, not only to others, but to a lot of them to ourselves. So I would say inner peace is for not being lost and have clarity. And from that, we have that kind of sense of freedom of knowing what we are uh, or who we are. And that's, that's along bring inner peace. Absolutely. Now, how can people find inner peace during times like we're living in right now? It's it's chaotic. There's you know every day you turn on the news, there's different changes. Some people are handling it better than others. No judgment or anything like that. But so how can people find this inner peace when there's so much uncertainty and a lot of depressing news? Right. Um, so a lot of it come from you know practice, but 
my main practice is meditations. So I think it's good for uh, everyone to have like, uh, even though they're isolated right now, so people think that they um, have a lot of quiet moment, but the quiet is not like the lack of noises. It's when you get quiet down and you actually um, have the honesty and the courage to face how you're feeling, when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling depressed. And like separate things, like separate like the events or the news or a lot of things are what we could not control. And mm-hmm. it, we get this anxious that um, we don't know things and we want to know what's going to happen. We want to know what the future is going to bring. We get anxious of the unknown and we try to control like the outcome of the future and we just can't we just cannot control whatever and so our anxiety and stress a lot of it come from like our unwillingness to accept what actually happens and to accept that we just can't control things and there's a lot of unknowns so um, almost all of us have this controlling <laughs> controlling strength that we want to control everything in our life and we want our life to turn out exactly how we wanted it or how we envision. Uh, but that's not how it goes. There's a lot of things we don't know and we just have to accept that. Um, the more we accept that there's are things we cannot control and the more we getting uh, comfortable with the unknown and we don't think so much of the future, but always come back to ourselves and say what we can do now and what is it I'm feeling right now. So I always encourage people to um, check in with themselves and almost like in the beginning when it's so overwhelming with you know all the bad news and a lot of it, um, a lot of things, uh, just check in with yourself and said it's okay to feel that way it's okay to feel a little bit depressed it's okay to feel so out of balance because life has been very strange very strange and it's yes. very challenging um so it's okay to feel all of that but also don't add on to your burden by trying to control it to just mm-hmm. accept whatever you cannot control and accept that you cannot control and just take it one day at a time. But a lot of those moments when just take a deep breath and really checking with yourself and like a small practice every day to just, okay, I cannot control anything like that. And just kind of accept it and go with that pace, go with that slow pace. And um, eventually, you know, um, when you look back, you actually not as bad as before. You don't try to control not only your future, everybody's future, and and that would just be coming too much. Absolutely. So it's a lot of it is letting go of the need to control, the need to control things. There's, and that can apply even even after this is over. It's very, you know, we also, sorry, as humans, we fall back on trying to control yes. things beyond our control. And all we can really control is our own reactions to things. I've learned that for sure. <laughs> Yes, all we can control is how we think about things and what are we going to do about it and how we feel about it. 
But I think when we change our perception on how we think on things or how we judge things, we change how we feel about things. Just like, you know, if we watch a movie and a character was acting like a villain, but it turned out that they're innocent, we don't hate them at the end of the movie when we, you know, realize something. So that kind of perception, that's kind of thinking does change how we feel about things. So if we just letting go of like trying to control everything, trying to, you know, we have to know everything, then life becomes a lot easier to breathe and um, it's easier to do with that way. I agree. And it's not easy to do. And like you said, meditation can be a key to finding inner peace during these times. We have a lot of times, well, some people are isolated, some people are with their families. <laughs> 24 seven. Yeah. And so some, yeah, there's different people are experiencing different things and meditation can help both, both types. Yes. Yes. And meditation, it doesn't have to be that, um, you know, you sit down on your couch for one hour straight and, you know, be very focused on anything. They can have like, basically just taking a deep breath, just like be in the present and they can have it throughout the day. Maybe like, five minutes in the shower and then repeat it, you know, during the day. It doesn't have to be like one big chunk of time and it doesn't have to be anything grand. Like, like you're going to sit down and you have feeling this kind of blissful peace for one hour before you can go on your day to be feeling productive or anything like that. Is That's not what, that, that's the point of meditation. The point of meditation is for you not to be lost. So just take a like uh, five minutes of the day and then increase it or repeat it throughout the day. And mainly to just for those five minutes to not worry about the future, not worry about, oh my God, what's my kid going to do with this online school and everything. Just think about the present of what we are doing in that very moment. Are we sitting down? Are we standing up? Are we doing the dishes or whatever? Just come back to the presence and that can ground us and that like calm our nerve and you know for for those moments and those are that that's what meditations are just going back to the present absolutely to to stay in that present moment and i like that you said it's not something that you have to do just sitting on a couch or sitting on a pillow you can do it in your daily life yeah. To get back to the present moment, to take a breath, focus on your breath. Yes, you can do it in the shower. So I hope I mm-hmm. hope even in isolation we're still taking showers. So Yes. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> and like you said, for the people who are with their kids or that you know, a lot of families are kind of living on, on top of each other and they used to have a little more breaks. So taking a meditation break can also help people who don't feel who just feel really overwhelmed with that as well. Yes, yeah. people who are isolated. So yeah. taking that break to center themselves. Yes, and a lot of breathing exercise. Um, so like basically it's just deep breath. So when you like really calm in yourself, there's a lot of science going to how deep breathing basically calms your nerve and it does really help with your brain of calming down and the anxiety. So it is really helpful. Wonderful. And now I had another question about changing our thoughts, changing our thought patterns. So how can changing our own thought patterns transform our lives? So 
the reason we do things we do and also how we feel about a lot of things came from our belief and our thought. And so when we grew up, we all have different environment and how we were raised in culture, in family, in society. And that shaped our ideas and that shaped how we think about things, how we go about things, what we think is normal, what we think is acceptable, and what we think is expected of us. And those kind of things over time form our thought patterns. Some are more ingrained than the others, and some we are not even conscious about it. Um, so that shapes our behavior and how we feel about a lot of things. But if we just be open-minded and take a look at our own thought patterns, so that can change our perceptions. If we change how we view things, how we think about things, how um, how we feel about a lot of things have to do with how we judge other uh, judge things, judge our own life, our own presence. And if we change how we think about things, we can change how we feel about and how we do things differently. And that in turn change our life. Absolutely. So just changing the thought patterns. So even if something unfortunate or really bad happens, it can help us get through these things. Yes, yes. Um, it's almost like a classic example. Let's say um, someone like, let's say lost their job um, and it's very de- devastating uh, if they've been in the job for a very long time and they're losing the financial security and they have to provide it for their family and everything like that. Um, but let's say like 10 years down the road, they're looking back and they add a completely different path in life they maybe start their own business or they went go on to be at a better company and it is because of something that didn't work out or something they thought this was going to be so devastating to their life actually was the catalyst to change their life for the better so it just it's just different view what if what if during that, uh, when that challenging things happen, we have a different view? You know, maybe this is a window opening for something better, something leading me more to like a path that more aligned to me. What if we feel like that? Maybe we don't lose so much time suffering and um, crying over spilled milk uh, in a way, but it, it will help our feeling and it also... It's almost make us kinder when we have like, you know, when we have a more wholesome, holistic view about ourselves and our reality, we don't just quick to anger or lashing out everything else or blaming other things um, why it wasn't working for us. So it's it making us to become a better, better people. Wonderful. Now, you do some coaching as well as a spiritual life coach and how do you help people with your coaching business? So in my coaching, uh, when I work with my private clients, we started looking, uh, my main goal is changing their thought patterns to, to figure out what wasn't working and change it to get to the one more wholesome and healthier. And so it started, always start with their relationship and to look at, Relationship is a place in that area that we have 
um, a lot of our aspect going into it, how our idea of relationship, of love, of money, of spirituality, a lot of things go into a relationship. So we started looking at the relationship first with um, a very close one and then to a family dynamic. And so to change, to basically, I help my private client to understand the past understand the lesson that they are you know were meant to learn and going forward with that kind of clarity and reconnecting with their truth and then realize what did they want so they can create the life that more aligned with them and the best life that they want and um and things will basically once we change our inner reality our outer life start to shift and i got me i having enjoying great, incredible results for my private life who changing from not only their job, their relationship, but actually how they feel on the day-to-day basis. So that's been pretty, um, pretty fulfilling. Wow, that's really profound and probably makes big, profound changes in their life. And that's wonder that, wonderful that you do that. There's not a lot of coaches that focus on the spiritual. And I really, I really like that because I think it's really needed right now. Yeah. It's not something that um, you have to change your life completely. It just changed how you think about it. And when you change how you think about it, you automatically change how you feel about it and you can make a different decision if you choose to. Um, but it's pretty good for a private client because most of them, once they have a clarity of who they are and what they want in life, they also become more confident and they have this resilience to face the obstacle mm-hmm. or challenges come in their life in the future and also make us all become kinder um, because we kind of understand where we are in our life. Mm-hmm. So we naturally... Uh, more understanding toward others because they are also struggling with a lot of the same uh, challenges. Um, so make us to be more present and be better version of ourselves. And do you have any advice for people who are empathetic, who are who are spiritual, and just kind of protecting them from from some of the energies out there and some of the people? And, and not again, no judgment maybe narcissists Mm -hmm. or sociopaths that are going to prey on this. You know, you can be kind and there are going to be people that are just going to steamroll over that. Yeah. So how does one, how does one protect themselves from that while still remaining kind, you know, and understanding? Um, Being kindness is not being foolish to just let everybody walk over us or just being a doormat. Um, that's why I think clarity is that important. When you have clarity of knowing who you are, you know where your boundaries are. And you, you know, you kind of want to respect your boundary and love yourself enough. And you have to basically be strong with the boundary and have other people respect that. Um, and people that do, they, uh, when people that really care about you, um, they do. They do care about your boundary. They do care about what you think and how you feel, you know. And the people that don't, um, they they just don't. They're not right for you. And you would just right. have to uh, let them go on their path and learn their own lessons. It is not our job to save every single person. Um, mm-hmm. And I think when we in kind, it's not like we go out of our way to 
actively trying to help people. Um, people can be helped when they want to be helped. And um, we just, you know, for a lot of empathic, uh, empathic uh, individual, I work with a lot of them and we just feel so, we just feel so much and they feel very compassionate toward others and they, they kind of like hope to fix their problem. And, but sometimes we have to let them learn the lesson to that. That was their path. We're trying to interfere too much. And that brought a lot of our stress and mm-hmm. that kind of attract a lot of, um, uh, I guess, narcissistic uh, yeah. and a lot of, a lot of people when they see that they can, um, because a lot of empath- uh, empathic uh, individual, we are also prone to become a people pleaser. We try to please mm-hmm. other people and make other people happy. And that is like a magnet for other people to come over and take advantage. Um, yes. But once we have the clarity of who we are, we will have strong boundary and uh, we will start, when we respect our own boundary, we will teach other people to respect our own boundaries. So we less likely to prompt for that. And you should, um, the first person we should save is ourselves. So that's when we have energy or anything to do anything else. And um, being, you know, just know that being kind doesn't mean that, you know, just sacrifice ourselves for everyone else. And um, I hope that helped. Just like what... Um, Definitely. Just like what that Dr. Sos coach say, you know, uh, the people that matter don't mind and the people that mind don't matter. So mm-hmm. just be who you are. Absolutely. And that's really helpful. I know there's, there's a lot of people who listen, who have had experience with narcissists, whether in relationships, friendships, or family, or coworkers, and have reached out about that. And I don't have experience helping people with it, but we've all had yeah. narcissists or yeah, people I, who don't respect our boundaries. I don't like to label. I don't like to label because I'm not a psychologist, but it's basically people who don't respect boundaries. And it's yeah. about putting our own boundaries up. And that's it. That's all we can do. We can't change anybody else. Yes. Um, I would have to say that for people that, you know, um, went through a lot of those kind of trauma, uh, especially in abusive relationship or a narcissistic partner, um, you do do want to get like professional help, um, yes. like find out like a therapist. It, it's not my expertise to comment on it, but I think it is very helpful and you only have one life. So give yourself the best chance, you know. Not only you have mm-hmm. to find honesty to face this kind of reality that you you were stuck in this uh, horrible relationship, uh, but you want to find the courage to um, leave it. You want to have uh, a support around you, you know, friends, family, uh, mentor to support you to go through it. And, um, and there's nothing... It's actually good to seek out therapist or coach or mentor to help you move through it and elevate your to a different level and to live the life that you wanted to live, to live the life that's really fulfilling and meant for you. Absolutely. Now, if people want to get in touch with you to work with you, I have your website, Spunky Spiritualist. Is that correct? Yes. And it's all one word. Yes. And that's where they can find all your information and contact you. Yeah. So on my website, spunkyspiritually.com, I have a free guide for steps and worship worksheet to 
move on when things don't work out on the spiritual level. And so people can try that out. And if they're ready to work with me privately, then they can send me an email. Wonderful. Now, before we sign off, do you have anything you want to share with the listeners? The main thing I want to share is um, I hope that everyone will have the courage to be honest with themselves because um, most of the time we all want to do something great and have this kind of want to save the world and other people. But uh, you should know that you are important too. So you are worth saving. And so save yourself first. And so I just wanted to let people know to be open-minded, have that willingness and be honest. Well, thank you, Tiffany, for joining me on A Teaspoon of Healing. And again, people can go to spunkyspiritualist.com and reach out to you and find out more information. Thank you. Thank you for having me on today. Oh, thank you. All right. Have a good rest of the day. Susan, you remember the time we were in Orange County? We were driving around and we got lost. And we ran into this place called Avila's El Ranchito. You remember the place? The place had awesome decor and authentic margaritas. Did you know that Avila's El Ranchito has been around since 1966? They have 13 locations throughout Orange County. Visit Salvador Avila's location in Lake Forest and Foothill Ranch for great food, ambiance, and specialty margaritas. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Teaspoon of Healing. If you have any questions for me or for my guest, visit my website, teaspoonofhealing.com, and click on Contact. Also, if you don't want to miss any further episodes, please click on Subscribe on iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts.